Catching up on Texas politics from Attorney General Ken Paxton's return to office to looking ahead at a special session on education. Scenes from a central Mexico City as migrants take on a risky journey to get to the U.S. border. But first tonight, we start in the Weather Center with meteorologist Nick Bannon here because we are experiencing a potential for some severe thunderstorms happening this evening and then into tonight. Yeah, even after the sun goes down, there could even be some storms after midnight that wake you up as you're trying to sleep. In fact, just a few minutes ago, the National Weather Service issued a severe thunderstorm watch for all of the Hill Country, Williamson County, and Milam County all the way until 11 o'clock tonight. It certainly possible this watch gets extended farther south and east to cover the rest of the metro and into our eastern counties. But these are the areas that they're expecting, and so are we. Storms will develop first before moving south and east. And we already have our first storm of the day out there right now, bringing some beneficial rain to portions of Llano. And you'll notice some of the puffier clouds in the hill country, Lampasas County, and just to the northwest there of Bell County. These are likely where the storms and downpours are going to initiate first. And we're already seeing that one there in Llano County, southeast of the city of Llano. It's lost its lightning. It's losing some of its punch, but it's just the first of what we expect to be many showers and storms. And you can actually see what it looks like in Llano right now. Some of the puffier cumulus and cumulonimbus clouds developing and some of those showers in the area. It's 104. This heat is just destabilizing the atmosphere that's going to lead to a potential here for some scattered to almost widespread storms and downpours tonight. And you can see the heat is uh, everywhere. Many areas experiencing their hottest temperatures in at least two weeks. Austin FC hosting LA Galaxy at Q2 with a late kickoff, 8.30 tonight. If you're going to that game, maybe you're heading there early at 7 o'clock to enjoy dinner, 30% rain chances. Those get higher as we head later into the evening. 60% rain and storm coverage at 9, 40% at 11. Certainly plan on the potential anyway for storms and downpours at the game tonight or whatever you're doing outside. Have an indoor plan ready to go as the potential for storms with large hail and damaging winds will only grow into the evening. We'll track tonight's scattered storms. The timeline of development will show you fewer storms, but still the potential for rain tomorrow and then relief from this triple digit heat. Mike. All right, Nick, thanks. Political battles are brewing in Austin over the future of Texas education as Republicans spar over the acquittal of Attorney General Ken Paxton. Ryan Chandler has your look at the top political headlines of the week from the state capitol. The end of Ken Paxton's trial was just the beginning of a heated week in Austin politics. For starters, Governor Abbott confirmed this week that lawmakers will return to Austin for the third special session next month. This one to tackle the governor's top educational priority, a school voucher program that will subsidize private education with state money. It's already sure to bring some intense policy fights. I'm in this to win this. This is going to destroy public education in the state of Texas. And Attorney General Ken Paxton has returned to the office after he was acquitted in his impeachment trial. In a media tour with conservative outlets, he promised retribution and primary challenges for Republicans that impeached him. He even implicated Republican strategist and former George W. Bush advisor Karl Rove of being in on the efforts. At this week's Texas Tribune Festival, Karl Rove had some choice words in response. The guy can't keep his zipper up. This started, like a lot of political scandals do, with sex. And meanwhile, yet more whistleblowers are speaking up. 
at the Texas Health and Human Services Commission, employees say the state has mistakenly kicked hundreds of thousands of people off of Medicaid and forced others to wait months for food assistance. They're calling on the governor to intervene while congressional leaders call for an audit of the state agency. There's no reason why thousands of additional pregnant women, children, individuals with disabilities should be denied access to a family physician until we're sure these problems are corrected. That's what's going on in Austin this week. I'm Ryan Chandler. Thanks, Ryan. Meanwhile, migrants continue to make the dangerous journey on top of train cars to get to the U.S.-Mexico border. This was the scene in Irapuato yesterday where thousands of mostly Venezuelan migrants had waited for three days for a train to take them north to the border. When it finally did arrive, people could be seen swinging over the train's metal trailers while others tossed up bags and handed up their children. Thousands of other migrants were also stranded in the area last week after Mexico's biggest railroad company halted 60 freight trains because of safety concerns. The company said they'd seen, quote, half a dozen regrettable cases of injuries or deaths in a span of just days. Democratic presidential candidate Robert Kennedy Jr. is stumping in Central Texas today. Supporters met RFK at this event in Bee Cave this afternoon, and according to his schedule, he is in Bastrop right now. Kennedy says this is the most polarized the country has been since the Civil War, and he says he wants to bridge that divide. I'm going to have a bipartisan government. I'm going to bring the best people in from every political party who really want to solve problems. Meanwhile, a new national NBC News poll gives some insight into the two presidential frontrunners, President Joe Biden and former President Donald Trump. The poll shows Trump has nearly 60% support over his Republican challengers. Three quarters of voters say they're concerned about President Joe Biden's age and mental fitness, while nearly two thirds have concerns about the multiple trials former President Donald Trump faces. The poll shows Biden and Trump are in a dead heat if the election were held today. The Texas Sierra Club launched its Central Texas Clean Energy Campaign with a block party today. The Public Power Block Party kicked off the campaign by showing community members how they can shift to clean energy and reduce the cost of their utility bills. It was also a way to encourage community members to get involved and give their input on Austin Energy's Resource Generation and Climate Protection Plan which is focused on producing electricity while also meeting clean energy goals. The only way we're going to win social change is if we are building people power. Uh, and so we want to make um, the current climate change and energy planning right now in Central Texas more accessible to the public. The event also featured live music, guest speakers, and many solar-powered car races. As Project Connect gears up for its federal funding process, Austin Transit leaders reflected on the past year of transportation development in the Texas capital. Nonprofit Transit Forward and urbanist group Aura hosted an event today to discuss the latest mass transit news. It comes as officials prepare to begin a roughly two-year process to try and secure up to half of the light rail's costs from federal grants and funding. Alongside improving Austin congestion and mobility, leaders stressed the importance of mass transit in helping reduce carbon emissions and meeting the city's climate goals. The work that we're doing today uh, is work that will spur economic development and connect us uh, to a safer and cleaner Austin and a cleaner planet. 
KXAN digital reporter Kelsey Thompson has more details on the light rail's federal funding process online right now at KXAN.com. Still to come, samples from outer space that have the potential to answer long-held questions about the universe and life here on Earth. And major flooding on the East Coast after tropical storm Ophelia made landfall yesterday. Stay with us. Health. A NASA capsule carrying asteroid samples from space is back on Earth today. This marks the first time the agency has brought asteroid samples to Earth. The asteroid is estimated to have formed in the first 10 million years of the solar system's existence, and its samples could help scientists unlock secrets about the solar system and how it came to be, including how life emerged on Earth. After it was recovered, the capsule was flown to NASA's Johnson Space Center in Houston. Well, what's left of tropical storm Ophelia moving out to sea? But she left her mark along the east coast with heavy rain and wind accompanied the storm as it moved up the eastern seaboard over the weekend, toppling trees and power lines, leaving tens of thousands without power in Sea Isle City, New Jersey. Some streets filled up with floodwaters and wind battered the shoreline. But while some of that water has since receded, there are still signs of flooding throughout the area although that storm will become less of an issue now that it has really weakened and moved offshore. Hey, today, I know we're talking about the storms tonight, but it was an incredibly hot day. For the second day of fall, we got to 103 in Austin and at both sites, Camp Mabry and the airport. We broke the record of 99 from this day in 1926 uh, and 2005 and 2011. This also made it our 80th triple digit day of 2023 say there are no more please well we don't think there will be we are watching radar though as storms and showers developing into the evening we'll track the severe weather potential and time it out by the hour in first warning weather um. Usher's got a new confession. He is headlining the 2024 Super Bowl halftime show in Las Vegas. In a press release, Usher called it the, quote, honor of a lifetime and a moment to cross off his bucket list. The Super Bowl halftime slot is one of the top viewed television events of the year. According to Billboard, Rihanna drew the most watched halftime February in February with more than 121 million viewers, narrowly beating Katy Perry's performance in Super Bowls of 25, the Super Bowl of 2015. Super Bowl 58 will be broadcast on Sunday, February the 11th of next year. Well, otters are usually shy animals that are rarely seen, according to the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department. But one KXAN viewer was lucky enough to spot a few. Take a look at these little guys. The otters were swimming at Granger Lake, a reservoir on the San Gabriel River. They didn't do their signature back swimming, which is a little no. disappointing, but yeah. still very cute, aren't well, they? Better luck next time. <laughs> Maybe next time. All right, let's talk about the weather. We've got a yeah. lot cooking here today, huh? Yeah, the heat, first of all, mm -hmm. that was widespread. But next up, the showers and storms that we think most people will want where they are. But they could bring some problems in the form of large hail, damaging winds, and even some very localized flash flooding not out of the question. We're starting to see the cumulus clouds starting to tower up in portions of the hill country. This is how it looks from our Whittlesea Landscape Supplies camera in Granite Shoals. Radar is only just now starting to get active over the last, say, 15 minutes or so. Spotty showers and storms forming. You can almost draw a line through the hill country to just north of Waco, where this boundary has developed that'll gradually be working southeastward. And 
increase the rain and storm chances out ahead of it. You can see nothing severe yet in Llano or Gillespie County there, but some spotty showers and a newly formed thunderstorm. Land passes a shower near you in northwestern Burnett County. Uh, you're getting a little bit of rain as well. And then widening the view out with the clouds on here now, you can see the puffy white clouds starting to develop. They first develop and then quickly thereafter, showers and storms develop too. This line of uh, a loosely connected line is forming ahead of a cold front that's going to be dropping through our area tomorrow, bringing showers and storms tonight and another round of showers and storms tomorrow. Tonight's round looks more impressive and the rain more widespread. You'll see what I mean. This model's been doing a great job picking up on the storms well before any others did. In fact, if you were watching us last night, we were showing this model, which had picked up on today's increasing storm threat. And look how the storms blossom. Six, seven o'clock in the hill country. They try to drift into Williamson County, say, between about six and eight. This is eight o'clock. But for the most part, they're still in the hill country by then. And then between eight and ten, we expect your best chance of downpours and even severe thunderstorms in the metro. This is nine o'clock. 10 o'clock and then we take you into the late evening and overnight hours and there could be some lingering storms in the middle of the night that wake you up, although they'll become a bit more isolated after midnight. Then the atmosphere uh, quietens down just a little bit, but there's the potential for another round of showers and storms here tomorrow. Tomorrow's forecast a little more uncertain because tomorrow almost depends on what happens this evening, but we've got at least a 40% chance of showers and storms tomorrow. Uh, in between a mix of sunshine and clouds. Not going to be as hot here tomorrow. And then drier weather for the most part takes over on Tuesday. Now you're going to see this rainfall forecast from one model and you're going to look at that four in Austin and think, wow, we're getting four inches in Austin. No, that is not the case. I think there's going to be some heavy downpours and some localized one or two inch plus rainfall amounts tonight and tomorrow. But figuring out exactly where those are is going to be tough. Now I do think widespread amounts half an inch to an inch look like a good bet. And you can see here that we're all under level one out of four flash flooding threat here this evening and tonight. I think our primary concerns are going to be large hail, one to two inches in diameter and damaging winds. If you have the car outside and you can park it in a carport or a garage, you may want to do that now before these storms start to pack a punch. Our forecast tonight, 60% rain chances. 75 for the overnight low and then tomorrow those chances drop to 40%. So still the possibility there in between a mix of sun and clouds and a high of 95. Tomorrow's severe weather risk is lower and it's generally Austin and south a one out of five for more large hail and damaging winds. Just a low 10% rain chance on Tuesday. The rest of the week mostly dry in the low to mid 90s. We see 10% shower or storm chances returning for the weekend. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Cowboys are in the desert taking on the Cardinals in sunny and hot Glendale, Arizona, a place in which the Cowboys seem to struggle often. They were down 9-0 early. Cowboys down 13-21 now. Um, uh, touchdowns from James Conner and Rondale Moore uh, gate were touchdowns for the Cardinals. Rico Dowdle scored a touchdown for Dallas on a 15-yard pass from Dak Prescott. So right now, Cardinals holding on to an eight-point lead over the Cowboys. They have the ball with just under nine minutes to go in the third quarter. Houston at Jacksonville. We pick it up in the first quarter. C.J. Stroud looking to have another good performance. 
to build off of his performance last week, and he finds Tank Dell down the middle, and he hauls it in at the one-yard line. That's a 46-yard completion. That was set up a Damian Pierce touchdown to make it 7-0 Houston. Then same quarter, second quarter, Stroud finding Brevin Jordan on the four-yard touchdown pass, 14-0 Houston. But how about this in the third? Andrew Beck, a former Longhorns fullback with the Texans up seven, takes the kickoff after it bounces on the ground, picks it up, gets to the outside, and Andrew Beck showing off the most deceptive speed you'll ever see. He gets into the end zone. That's an 85-yard kickoff return for a touchdown for Beck. Houston wins it 37 to 17, their first win of the season. They'll host the Pittsburgh Steelers coming up next Sunday at noon. College football, Texas had plenty of big hits and big plays in store for Baylor. We'll recap their dominant win over the Bears when sports continues after this. The dominant effort by Texas has them still in the top five of the rankings. They are ranked three in the AP poll with another ranked team, the Kansas Jayhawks, headed to Royal Texas Memorial Stadium next Saturday. We've got plenty of time to talk about that, but let's close the book on the matchup from last night. Texas closed the book on their days facing Baylor on the road in conference play by quieting the fired-up Baylor faithful at McLean Stadium early. Jonathan Brooks got things started with this 40-yard touchdown run, his longest of the night. He finished with 110 yards rushing. Back-to-back -back weeks, he's had over 100 yards rushing. Quinn Ewers ran for a 29-yard touchdown himself. And he also threw a touchdown pass and threw for 293 yards as well. The defense, though, can't forget about them. They stopped Baylor from scoring a touchdown in the red zone four times. A total effort by Texas that was strong from start to finish. Let's not take winning for granted. You know, it was almost like, okay, let's just get ready for Kansas. Like, they, they, they do have a great mentality right now. But, but like I said to them in the locker room, we have a bunch of guys in that locker room that endured five and seven a couple years ago that came into this stadium and lost a really tough ball game and so I wanted to make sure that that we appreciate these wins you know going on the road in a hostile environment at night, blackout game and our guys just showed such great composure you know it was very businesslike it was this is what we came here to do let's go do it and then, okay, the game's over. Let's get ready for next week. And I want to make sure we appreciate these wins. These are tough wins to get uh, on the road in conference play. And to, to kick off conference play 1-0, that, that's a big deal. At MLS Austin FC, big game tonight with the LA Galaxy. Kickoff set for a little after 8 o'clock. Here's what head coach Josh Wolf has to say on the matchup. This time of the year, it's, it's um, points are a premium, as, as we've said, and uh, games are very much on a razor's edge, and you can see in the results that happened the other day. The games were, uh, flip on a dime, and um, you know they can go for you and against you, but the only thing that matters for us is, is, is the games that we can control. LA Galaxy is a, is a team that we're aware of and um, you know, pose some threats, and, and, and likewise, we can, we can pose some threats to them. All right, they need this one. Yeah, they do. We'll be back with a final look at that potential severe weather with Nick. Just stay with us.